Hello, and welcome to the Ringgold Band podcast series, Sustaining an American Music Tradition. I am Cindy Millerunks, president of the band, and I am joined with my co-host, Jim Seidel, who is the musical director of the band. And it's a pleasure to be here today, and we have with us today Mr. Tim Gross. Tim is one of our fine clarinetists who joined the band and a relatively new member of the band. So, Tim, we have a lot of things to ask you. Uh-oh. Here we, we do. go. Okay. I remember our very <laughs> first meeting, Tim, when I was still at Exeter and you were at Conrad Weiser. It was at a football game and that was our first conversation. And we'll talk about that some <laughs> other time. But it but it's a pleasure to have you with the band. Well, what actually brought you to the band? I know you've substituted once or twice and then all of a sudden you start becoming a more regular member. How'd this happen? Well, I I had uh wanted to perform with Ringgold for the longest time, this you know. And fortunately, I had a a change in employment status, which freed up my Monday nights. And uh, since then, it's just been an absolute joy and pleasure, you know, to be able to play. And um, as good fortune would have it, those Monday nights are clear now. (laughs) So, What um, is your profession? Uh, I'm a music educator. I work in the Reading School District, Northeast Middle School, and I'm also adjunct um, band director at Albright College, where I do the symphonic band and the athletic bands. And Tim does a variety of music teaching. Um, He was a colleague of mine in the Reading School District, where he teaches vocal music and, and chorus, whereas at Albright, he is the band director. And tell us about some of your other playing gigs and opportunities well i play as often as i possibly can um and i'm an absolute music junkie and it's totally indiscriminate so whatever style whatever and i'm very fortunate to perform with the carl zeppelin tim gross jazz duo we're working very regularly i perform with let's dance orchestra which is a uh, 25 piece big band and um i've also had some nice opportunities to sub with the swing fever which is another dance band and the uh, big big jazz band out of lebanon lancaster and um i've also really enjoyed playing uh, theater music i've been involved with some pit orchestras with uh, reading civic opera and effort effort of performing arts center and i played for pit orchestras for about seven different high schools over the years and i really enjoy that as well um so I'm also looking forward to playing um, with the Keystone Band of Raresburg this at the end of the month, at end of September. So that's I'm just subbing with them as well. So you know wherever there's a gig, give me a call because uh, I really do enjoy playing. And um, as far as the style or genre, it matters not. I, I sort of gathered that in some of our conversations where you know I know you're a very serious musician, and and. Uh, you do a lot. Of, you probably do a lot of studying and have enjoyed a lot of different kinds of music. And I understand you travel to Philly a lot to hear various things in Philadelphia. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've been a subscriber to Philadelphia Orchestra probably ten years because where else are you going to hear that caliber of music? And you know, as far as the soloist and the conductors, and also uh, Philadelphia Chamber Orchestra, Pennsylvania Chamber Music Society, anything that I can get to, you know. And it's, I think, 72.4 miles from my door <laughs> to the Kimmel Center. So that's no problem. You know? right. I mean, it's, it's, it's well worth it for me because you, you hear these ensembles and you hear these performers. And it's amazing. 
and I, you know, I don't have to drive very far to do it. So as often as I can, I, I like to get down to Philly. That's great. Now you, you, you're teaching middle school in the Reading School District and vocal music, am I correct? And general music? That is correct. Okay. Then you leave the doors of that middle school and you go out to Albright College where you're now faced with the students who have no idea where they want to go in for the most part and they're taking band as an elective and you're really changing your hats here. How does that work out for you? Well, it's difficult and you really have to know your your audience, your performers. When you're working with 12 and 13-year-olds, some <laughs> things are over their head. And then, of course, you get to the undergraduate students and you can't baby them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they don't want to be babied. So I, I have to bridge that gap. And it is it is a little challenging. But it's also refreshing to go from one to the other and, and back again. Has this been a, a good change for you as far as your own musical career and your teaching? I, you're a master teacher. You're a great teacher. Has this enhanced that feeling, that inner feeling that teachers get that you're doing something very worthwhile? Oh, absolutely. You know, and as far as music education is concerned, I, any level. I have piano students that are six. And I have clarinet students that are in their 60s. So That's true. You have some of the... Right. So you do, yeah. do a lot of private teaching. Yeah, I have uh, 17 private students oh as well. well. All different instruments? Yes, mostly right now, uh, piano, saxophone, clarinet, flute. Well, we've talked on previous podcasts a little bit about the New Horizons, and we'll be talking about them further down the road. But I understand now you've sort of coached this little clarinet quartet that comes from the New Horizons. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's exciting because I got a phone call, and there's just incredible enthusiasm about, hey, can you coach us with our quartet? And I said, well, certainly. So I had them come to the studio, and it was just a blast. They're so excited about playing, and they really take it seriously. And I'm just so pleased, you know, that, you know, here are people who are not my typical students as far as 11, 12 years old, but they they have that passion for music and they want to learn. And they and I and I was probably pretty tough on them and I thought, well, if you don't want to come back, I totally understand. Oh no, no, please. We go to another <laughs> session. So um that's what music education is about. It's it's a lifelong thing. It's really incredible when you when you hear some of these musicians and you realize that they're so good, and here you are practicing, and the more you find out about music, and the more you learn, the more you find out that you don't know. So we're working very hard here to get stupider. It's, it's incredible. Um, and, you know, Leonard Bernstein made a really good point about this. They said, Maestro, why are you teaching a tanglewood? What, you know, what do you have to prove with teaching? And he said very simply, when I teach, I learn. And that that stuck with me for a long time, and it's very true. So from an education standpoint, um, I do music all day, every day. That's great, and I, I, I agree with you 100%. Well, you know, I, I always go- learn from talking to you. I, I will never forget the time that I told you that. Um, when my daughter is a professional singer in D.C., and I told her that the, the work that they were singing at the time, and 
he started singing the aria in German. Oh, yeah, that was the Schutzmusikalische <laughs> right. Exequium. But Great you just piece. have such a wide range of interests and knowledge. It's, well, it's you know, phenomenal. I'm an amateur musicologist. I, I because can Because when you get underneath the music and you realize what was happening at the time of the composition, it blows your mind. And there again, the more that you learn about it, the more that you find out that you need to know. And I'm into everything as far as, as music is concerned. Opera, symphonic music. Mm-hmm. I really love band music. Well, <laughs> well obviously because you keep coming back yeah, to Ringo. absolutely. And uh, you allow me to share some little thoughts here and there along the way. Now, Mike, what do you see your future as with the Ringgold Band? Do you, you know, we've been around 162 years, and it's probably folks like you and Dave Myers, who we interviewed a little earlier, who have made this band continue for all these years. Where do you see yourself fitting into that picture for the, maybe not the next 162 <laughs> years, but if you could do that, that'd be fine. Uh, it's a privilege to perform with Ringgold, and whatever I can do, to continue to contribute and to be a part of that, I will do. It's it's that simple. I, I really enjoy the the performance. I really enjoy working with everybody. These people in Ringgold, it's not merely an ensemble. It's a family, if you really break it down that far. And I certainly hope... And there's a slight chance, albeit a small one, that I can be around for the 200th anniversary concert. I certainly hope that's a possibility. But oh, good. We'll see. Good. We'll good. see. But, uh, no, when you're, when you're involved in Ringgold, you're, you're touching history. And this band has one foot firmly planted in the past as far as martial music and as far as staples of the, of the wind band literature. And we have another foot going into the future with, with new works uh, that are that are just being published and with with new performers new soloists and it really is an, an awesome experience and in whatever capacity i can be involved with the ringgold band i will certainly do my best well tim it's been a pleasure chatting with you today and very informative as well <laughs> yeah, so come out and see us. If you want more information about the Ringgold Band, you can visit us at www.ringgoldband.com. Two G's. <laughs>